0: All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a very special Sunday morning edition of the MBOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined by my co-host here, Big Marcel. Marcel, Sunday, October 9th, 2022. I wasn't expecting you at Sunday, but I, last week when I was staying on Monday, I completely spaced that tomorrow's a, It's Thanksgiving here. So I'm going to be with my family. Um, so I appreciate you you uh, changing the show. Apologies to the listeners who were planning on watching on Monday. I completely spaced on that. That's my fault. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be around tomorrow. So that's what happened there. But uh glad to be here. Marcel with you on Sunday. How's everything going, my right, man?
1: Everything is going well, man. You know, I always miss, you know, people are always complaining when the UFC has too many events, but I miss the UFC when there is a week without UFC. You know what I mean? Uh, I've watched some glory yesterday, but it doesn't, um, it doesn't feel fulfilled. You know what I mean? I, I miss the UFC event. I also watched some CFFC, which is also nice, but, um, I miss the UFC when it's not around on a week. You know, it's it's like the perfect end of the week, watching some MMA, talking about with,
0: uh, about some MMA,
1: high level MMA. So yeah, that's basically how I feel.
0: Fully agreed, my man. But I'm glad we're here today. Going to break down UFC Vegas 62, Grasso versus Araújo. The only like major MMA card. There's also an LFA card, but um, that's about it. There's no like Bellator or PFL this week. All right, Marcel, i say we just get into it, and you know, as people sure. join in, they can, you know, try and know what they're going to say. I just want to ask you a question really quickly. Does Joe Anderson Brito have an opponent, or has he been taken off the card, or what do you know?
1: He, he posted yesterday, I think, that uh, uh, see you guys in seven days, but there is no news yet, you know. I haven't seen any news. I haven't found out any news. So I don't know, man. He's probably thinking he's fighting. Maybe he already knows who he's fighting, but if he doesn't know, you never know what's going to happen, right. you know? I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a federate, right? So there should be enough people who want to fight him, because I think he's close to top 15 somewhere, top 20, top 15 with that win, that quick win over Andre Feely last time out. I think, you know, I don't know for sure, but I think he's around top 20, top 25, maybe. So, I, I would assume some some fighters would jump on that, on that opportunity. Even fighters in the UFC and also fighters outside the UFC would jump on an opportunity, yeah. so I'd be shocked if they don't find an opponent for him, to be really honest, but you never know, you know?
0: Yeah, and at this point, we don't know who that would be, so I say we just get into the fights that we do know, um, who we're going to be seeing fight. Just I always ask you this, but like your overall thoughts on the card before we get into it, what do you think?
1: that's a good card man i i mean um i overall the top 3 fights are very good in my opinion you know i think the fight between uh, rafael assansah and victor henry deserves to be on the main card yes. in my opinion but uh, overall it's, it's it's a fun card you know it's it's nothing like uh, amazing huge i think but it's it's a fun card definitely for the hardcore fans you got guy, you got you got a very uh, important uh, women's main event where one of the, one of the winners can face Valentina Shevchenko in the near future. I think we still have maybe a rematch with Taylor, Tyler Santos over there, but still, you know. And uh, you got Oscar of Val, which is a big fight uh, at, as well at 125. And I would love to, and I think it's amazing to see capswanson Swanson cutting down to 135 fighting Martinez. Right. You know, so got some fun matchups, and uh, I'm always looking forward to it. But a big bummer, of course, with Magny. Rodriguez getting scrapped and getting to a rebook for November 5th. And, um, yeah, I wonder how they're going to fill
0: that one up. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully soon, you know. For sure. George, what's up, man? Glad to have you here. Um, appreciate it, man. Yeah, so I was, we were supposed to do a Monday, like I was saying, but uh, I have Thanksgiving tomorrow. Um, so I figured we get out of the way now. And also, like, I know a lot of the people listen, like, are watching football afternoons. So I didn't want to do it then. So I just figured it'd be a good time to get out of the way now. Appreciate Marcel joining us. What's up, Moise? How's it going, man? Glad to have a few people in the chat. Obviously, like I said, a different time today, but it is what it is. It's just, Again, it's a special occasion. Tomorrow it's a, it's a holiday here, Thanksgiving. So need the day off. I just completely spaced about it last week when we were uh, like, doing our sign offs. I should have remembered that. Anyways, um, all right, let's, say, let's get into these fights, Marcel. Let's say we start breaking them down. Sounds good to you?
1: Yeah, for sure, man, for sure.
0: We got worth it in the chat as well. glad to have you here, man. Glad to have all you guys here for the morning show here, the morning edition of the NBA OB Daily Podcast. All right, let's get into the first right here. We got Mike Jackson taking on Pete Rodriguez. Oh, my God. Jeez. Uh, uh, right now, Marcel, minus 660 Pete Rodriguez, plus 490 Mike The Truth Jackson. <laughs> I mean, what's your pick in this one, man? Yeah, man, I mean,
1: I have listen, man, I know people hate always on Mike Jackson, and I wouldn't say he's my favorite fighter, but still, you know, I don't have anything against him. He fought Pete Rodriguez. Pete got a horrible first fight, a debut against Jack De La Maddalena, which he took on short notice. I mean, you can lose that fight, you know, and he was only 4-0 coming into the UFC, you know. Um, I mean, if Pete wants to do something, in this division, he needs to win against Mike Jackson. As simple as that, you know. Uh, Mike Jackson, not, not amazing in what he does. I think he's he's just pretty basic. I, I Like I said, I don't want to shit on the guy. Um, I'm thinking Rodriguez here. I think he finishes early as well. Probably TKO first
0: round. Yeah, I, 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 you can't pick Mike Jackson here, right? Like, the odds are a little crazy, to be honest with you, because the guy has, like, no experience, Pierre Rodriguez, and he looked terrible, right? But... Uh, again, fought really good competition. Jack Dela Malena. I I honestly don't know what the thing with Mike Jackson like. That fight was with Dean Barry was just really weird, right? Like yeah. he didn't really win. It was more Dean Barry lost the fight for himself. He, Mike Jackson didn't really win the fight. You don't really win by eye poking, getting eye poked. Uh, yeah, Marcel. This is I would completely pass on this fight if I was you guys. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, my pick is Rodriguez by tko i guess that would be the only thing i'd look for but even that it would seem to be juice so too, too many unknowns in this fight right just a weird <laughs> fucking fight man honestly it's just very very bizarre uh you expect the loser to get cut from this one yeah i would think so yeah and, that,
1: <laughs> uh, and definitely as, if it's jackson you know the ufc is yeah. looking to cut jackson for a long time in my opinion, i think you right. know and they had to keep him probably on this on the roster because that fight with CM puck got the uh, uh no it, no actually not he won that fight he the, won the fight, fight the the overture, overture, and then got overturned
0: yeah
1: yeah it's just <laughs> like I, I don't know well they probably I think they brought him back last time to give Dean Barry a good opportunity to get his first win because Dean Barry was also very inexperienced in his MMA career and then Jackson got the win via DQ so if he loses they'll cut him I think you know I, I don't think they give him a new contract this is his fourth fight on his contract right I think. Right. I don't think they keep him, but uh, we'll see. You know, maybe, unless, man, if Mark Jackson wins, they maybe cut them both. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised with that. But,
0: um, yeah, we'll see. No, that's possible. I, you're right. I mean, that, that fight, you get, stay in the roster for four extra years. I'm assuming this is the fourth fight is the deal the last fight is contra. That's my guess. Yeah. What's up, glad to have you here, man. Yeah, the Sunday ones are, are good, but it's just tough because I have a lot going on right now. But uh, today, I was able to do it with Marcel, so I'm happy to do it with you, Ben. All so- right. Go ahead, Sundays
1: John. were really convenient when it was like in the summer when we. Both yeah, it's a little football. different now. We have th- everything's
0: yeah. going on, like you said, Marcel. So, but we'll try to we try to do the best that we can for everyone, you know. But mm-hmm. it's two. We have two different, completely uh, different time zones that we have to deal yeah. with. It's not easy, right? You <laughs> saw, like, you live down the street, Marcel. Like, like, be like, hey, let's go do this show.
1: Yeah. If, if if we live close together, we could have doing it together on a table. That'd be awesome. You know? I would actually yeah, love yeah. that. That'd be
0: sick. I yeah, think- that'd be great. All right, let's get to the next fight I'd say here, man. We got C.J. Vergara against Tatsura Tyra. And this fight is obviously in the UFC lightweight division. Marcel, this is a good one. I like this fight. This is one of the better fights. This one also, Marcel, I think could be uh, higher up in the card. They buried yeah. this one. I'm surprised me, Tyra... They always want to bury flyweight, yeah. yeah well, yeah. <laughs> but Tyra, man, is special, I think. Um, He is minus 230. Vergara plus 195. Let me start with this one. Yeah, I-, I like Tyra in this fight, Marcel. I like him quite a bit in this fight, to be honest with you. Like... I think this line is is uh, generous, if anything. I I, I kind of think he should be minus 300. Um, I think this guy's really good, man. Obviously, he never lost yet. Listen, his, his UFC debut was not, it's not the greatest performance, but it was solid, right? Like, he, he mostly dominated that fight, but he did give up some key, like, sweeps and stuff that a young fighter would. He's only 22, right? Undefeated, though. So much experience now. Like, um, this is his 12th fight, and he also had a bunch of amateur experience. Again, Candelaria's not like a scrub or anything. He's he's not a bad fighter, right? And he still won the fight. Vergara, I I don't think he won that fight, his last fight against Clayton. Like, he definitely showed some improvement. I don't think he won. And then, obviously, Osborne, he lost. Definitely a dangerous guy. got a lot of knockout power. We've seen that, Marcel. But Tyra's never lost. I just feel like Tyra's going to be, like, the superior grappler here and win the fight on the ground. I think he could take Vergara down and control him on the ground and either win decision or maybe submit him, but probably decision. But I think he wins this fight, guys. I really like him here in this spot. Uh, give me Tatsu or Tyra. Like I said, submission, decision, either one of those, I think, happens here. What do you think, man?
1: Yeah, man, I wonder if uh, Tyra is the guy who finally can uh, can uh, get after that Japanese curse in the UFC, right, where uh, where very talented Japanese fighters are coming, but they can't make a, make a splash in the division. I think Tyra showed me in the first fight that uh, he's a very talented guy. If you look at forgara, I don't think he won his last fight against Clayton Rodriguez, like you said as well. He got the split decision there. He lost to Odi Osborne before. It looked very promising on Contender Series, I think, but uh, I, I I rate Tyra higher, you know what I mean? I think Tyra... Uh, I, I, I was on the fence in the first fight with Candelario. I picked him, I think, in the second time. Th- I think they were scheduled before, then I picked Candelario, and then that fight didn't happen because of weight stuff or something, and then they rebooked it. But then I picked Tyra the second time. You were always on Tyra, I think. Right. And, um, yeah, I'm on Tyra again here, man. I think he wins. I think he wins a unanimous decision. I uh, I really like what I saw from him in the first fight. And it wasn't maybe super decisive what he did, but it was good enough, you know. And for a debut, his first fight in the UFC, it was pretty solid, I think. So, um,
0: yeah, I'm picking uh, Tatsuru Tyra winning by unanimous decision. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen to you. How do we break the card? Uh... Like an eight, probably seven or eight, something like that. Like, is that kind of how like you're thinking? That, yeah. Seven, yeah. Good morning, fellas. What's up, Oddsmoker? Glad to have you here, man. All right, so we both have a consensus pick there. Let's go to the next one here Pierre Rodriguez against Sam Hughes in the women's strawweight division. And Rodriguez right now is the favorite here, minus 190, Sam Hughes plus 160. Uh, go ahead, Piera La
1: Fiera Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, I like what I saw from her against Kay Hansen, you know. The thing was with, uh, she was stronger, but also, man, Kay Hansen, had, had also her moments in that fight, you know. If you look at Sam Hughes, her last fight, super dominant, super good against Elise Reed, you know. And I think you called that fight, actually, and I didn't. Um, yeah. I think Sam Hughes looked really good in that fight, and you saw her improvements by uh, training at the Fortis MMA. Uh, last two fights, she looked a lot better. She lost her first three UFC fights. She's now two and three, but she looked very, much better in the last fights. If you look at Pierre Rodriguez, or uh, she won the title, in LFA then got the opportunity to fight uh, for the, the Contender Series against uh, Tina Black, Velasca Machado. One of the better fights, women fights, I think, on the Contender Series that year. You know, um, maybe in right. its total for the women. You know, and uh, I think Velasca also deserved to be uh, to get signed from that fight, but the uh, got signed because she won. And uh, yeah, like I said, she had a solid debut debut against Kay Hansen. I think it's a closer fight than many people think. I think Rodriguez is a favorite, but I think if Sam Hughes can implement her game as she did last time, she has a good chance here as well. Still, I'm I'm picking uh, I'm picking Rodriguez here to get it done. A close decision, I think.
0: Yeah. <sighs> So you're taking Rodriguez by decision. That's kind of what yeah. I'm leaning to, But I, I honestly think this one could go either way, Marcelo, because yeah. I do see those improvements on Sam Hughes, which I talked about in the last fight, and like I think she's getting better, right? Personally, absolutely. Um, and obviously, training was safe, right? Like I think that's helping her a lot, and she has fought some good competition in the UFC. Like I don't think she's a bad fighter. Um, and I don't. I think her record's a little misleading. Rodriguez looked good, though, right? I, I thought against K and I, I. did bet on that fight. She looked great. I thought. Um. Again, you know, K is not. UFC caliber. She's not in the UFC anymore, right? So it's hard to like take a lot away from that. Um, yeah. That's the problem I have here, right? But I, I remember doing the tape study for that fight and being pretty impressed by her. So I'll stick with my read. I think the girl's good. I think she wins the decision here. But again, Sam Hughes is pretty scrappy in game. I, I think it could be a close fight. Yeah, it is early today, man. What's going on? But uh, again, it's a Thanksgiving weekend here. I had to get it out of the way at some point, And I just really want to spend time with my family because that's what it's for, right? Bookies are dis- disrespecting Sam Page again. Potentially, yeah. I mean, I think this fight's very close. I think it's more like a pick'em fight. Yeah. You guys know how Pierre went from Venezuela to training in Sweden to LA. Not sure. Do you know anything about that? She probably took a plane, but
1: no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I I don't. I have no idea,
0: man. No idea. Oh my god, Marcel's being a dick this morning. That's funny. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next fight here: Rafael Sandel against Victor Henry. And this fight should be on the main card. Like, why is this oh, for sure. in the premiums? I Tell me why. Like, a was top fifteen for like years, and obviously Henry is. Guy who could be in the top 15 is very good, so this fight should be way higher. Um, Victor Henry is a big favorite here, minus 330, a sun cell plus 275. Let me start on this one, too. Marcel, mm-hmm. um, really like the fight, great fight, man. I mean, Victor Henry looked amazing, right? Against Hione it's like what a performance, especially after Hione, like that dominant performance against uh Trevin Jones in his last fight. Like, that looks even better, in my opinion. The guy looked fantastic, man. I don't think a lot of us were expecting that, but he is a guy with you know close to 30 fights, he is a guy in his mid 30s, like he's been ufc ready for a while and he showed it in that fight that he's ready to be here and he's good uh sunset obviously struggled lately four straight losses to really good competition though um and has been one of the best span weights in the world for years and has some so many good wins on his resume like he's he used to be one of the most underrated fighters in the sport and obviously now he's, he's really hit a decline spot at age 40 but he, he can still win a fight here or there um I'm picking Victor Henry, Marcel, but I can't help but think the line feels a little high because of a Assange's experience against a league competition and his wins. Um, at the same time, though, he is 40, right? And he hasn't looked very good lately. So I can't pick him. Here, I have to pick Victor Henry because of how he looked, good he looked in his last fight. But again, you know, the odds are pretty hefty. Like, Victor Henry was a big underdog in his debut. And now, all of a sudden, he's a huge favorite. That always makes me kind of worried a little bit. Like, he was, he was plus... Uh, three fifty against Barcelos. Now he's minus three fifty, basically. So just something to keep in mind. I'm pick, I'm still picking him in the fight, but don't really see a ton of value here. Um, in that massive money line. So what do you think, man?
1: Yeah, man. I know Josh Burnett didn't came after me this time for the fight announcement pick. I used for Victor Henry. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh he had a great debut, right, against Heone Barcelos. You know, I, I remember when I posted picture, many people were like this guy crazy taking on Barcelos, and then he wins in a great fight. Uh, Asensio lost, lost his last four fights against, like you said, against good competition, against ranked guys, besides Cody Garbrandt, but Cody is a former champion. Um... Yeah, I'm not going to pick Asun Sao man. I have a lot of respect for the dude. Has been like a top fighter for years in the away division. Now uh, finally he hit that uh, like that uh, that decline, you know, in his career where he's 40 and more difficult to 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 uh, keep track with these younger guys. I think um, I'm taking Victor Henry here. I'm going with the decision. I think Asunsal is still very tough um i i think uh that that henry wins the fight and i feel like it's a little bit high as well you know the the the, the odds here i mean as it's no slouch and then he he lost to legit competition so taking henry but uh, expecting a fun fight
0: pretty much how i see it too all right let's get to the next one here we have nick Maximov taking on jacob malkoon this is the most exciting fight of the year no i'm just joking this fight's gonna be i think really boring but uh Odds for this one, Nick Maximov 145, Jacob Malcoon plus 125. Let me jump in on this one first, too. Uh, even mostly picking the dogs or the favorites. I like the dog in this one, Marcel. Like, I I, I think Jacob Malkoon matches up decently well with Nick, Max, Nick Maximov personally. Like, I thought he beat Brandon Allen. I really did. And that looks a lot better now, even though he lost the fight. The fact it was that razor close, taking him down those times. I like, think, guys, a, he's a wet blanket. He's a human blanket, and he does good at it. You know, like, that's he's averaging almost seven takedowns a a, a fight and over four fights. Like the guy just knows how to make a fight boring. And Nick Maxwell, obviously the same thing. Like he's pretty much the same guy, but I don't know, man. I I think Malcoon is a little better personally. Like I know that Maxwell's a little bigger. That's one worry. But again, I just look at that Brendan Allen fight. Like, man, if he could do that to Brendan Allen and control him on the ground for a lot of the fight and take him down like that, I I feel like he could do the same thing to Maxwell. And Petrovsky just showed that you could sub this guy. Like, yeah, he's a good grappler, but he's not amazing. And the, the Buttigieg fight, too, that third round, right? He was getting, like, beaten pretty bad in that fight. Don't think he beat Puna. I don't know, man. Like, not a fan of both guys' styles, but I have to pick someone here. I'm picking Malkoon by decision. I think it goes the distance either way, though. I, I think this fight goes three rounds, pretty sure. And I just – I feel like the values on the dog. So, that's my pick here. What do you think, man?
1: Yeah, this is, like, sticky tape against glue, right? Um, I'm going with uh, Jacob, glue, Malcoon. Oh, you uh, too, I too I th- Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like um, – he can make a fight super boring, you know what I mean? He can, like, 50 minutes dry hump you, uh, keeping you in position and get the victory. I still feel like the Brennan Allen fight was super close and he kind of could have got the decision as well, you know? Um if you look at the uh, M- Maximov last fight, he lost to Andrei Petrovsky, I know. But before that, he, he, he listen, man, he won, but he struggled in the last round against Cody Brundage back then. You know, he, he also struggled against Pune, in my opinion, which was also a close fight, but he won. Um, I think Maximov has a lot of talent, as as a as a good talent, but he has a lot of he still has a big learning curve as well, definitely in stand up, you know, and uh, is is. His jiu-jitsu is good, but his wrestling can be better, I think. Uh, Malcoon, really one-dimensional uh, wrestling. You saw, like, uh, you got to beat him up early, like Phil Haas did. You know, he knocked him out early in the fight. But if you don't, uh, he is like like Lou, like he did against AJ Dobson as well. Um, I'm taking Malcoon here. I think he wins a decision. I don't expect a great
0: fight, to be honest. So, uh, yeah, Malcoon decision. Yeah, we have the same pick there, so that's good. Um, let's go to the next fight here. We got – is it Manny Martinez and Brandon Davis already? Wow. Yeah. That was quite quick. Okay. Um, one, 2, 3, 4, 5, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, it's only 11 fights because that burrito fight dropped off. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Manny Martinez versus Brandon Davis. Odds for this one. Manny Martinez, minus 150. Brandon Davis, plus 130. I'll start on this one again. Bro, I like Manny Martinez in this fight. I think he – I think he can finish Brandon Davis. I feel pretty good about him here, guys. He's a cheap favorite. The guy's talented. I know he's not—he's not unflawed because we've seen. Obviously, the, the Guido fight was close, and then the uh, the Lawrence fight—that was a crazy fight, right? Like he got dropped, his opponent got dropped. It was in the same fight, but showed some flaws with the takedown defense and, and obviously getting knocked down. I just don't feel like Brand Davis has anything for him, and like I—I I feel like this guy is not really UFC caliber. Honestly, um, he has not looked good since he came back to the UFC. To be fair, though, obviously he's fought good competition. I'll give him that. Um, but, you know, this guy's been in and out of the UFC for a while. I just don't think he's UFC caliber. And I think Mana Martinez can knock him out. I, I like mana in this fight. He's a small favorite, so he's definitely someone I'm looking at for a potential wager. I don't love this card for betting, but this is one that stands out for me. I- I- I'm pretty high in this guy, and again, he's fighting a guy I'm not very high on. So, what do you think, man? I-, I like him quite a bit here by Naka. What do you think?
1: Remember when we said, like, when mana Martinez fought Guido Canadi in his debut and won a split decision, it's like... Ooh, it's not that impressive to win a split decision by Guido Canetti, (laughs) and then Guido is like uh, ferocious in his last couple of fights. Um, Mano Martinez, then he lost to Ronnie uh, Ronnie Lawrence. But I I, I always want to say Honey Lawrence for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why. Ronnie Lawrence, and uh, he looked good in the third round. Almost got Ronnie out of there. You know, Um, Brandon Davis. I always like his accent. It's like Brandon Davis from Mississippi. You know. He's a fun fighter, but I don't think he is like UFC caliber kind of fighter, and there's no disrespect to him. I remember at that amazing fight with Steven Peterson in the Contender Series, you know. Um, yeah, I think Mata yeah. Martinez gets the win. I think he finishes him in the second round, yeah. the TKO ground and pound.
0: Yeah, I want to see if there's a problem. It's, by the way, the Malcun, by decision, Marcel, is yeah. plus 200. We both like that, by the season. That's yeah. a good prop. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think so. And then this one, Martinez bought it. Wow. Marcine, Martinez inside the distance plus 240. That's off because, and again, that's not in every book. That's at Betway that way right now, right? So, like the bigger books like DraftKings, et cetera, they'll shade those lines a little bit during this week. But that right now, I'm looking at that. That seems off. Actually, in fact, the under two and a half rounds is plus money. I would hop on that. I, I Someone's getting finished in this fight. I don't see it going three rounds in Shame. Martinez and Davis. I know Davis is somewhat tough, but. So that he can get knocked out in his last fight, obviously anyone yeah, can get knocked out. We know that. All right, let's get to the next one here. Yusif Sirkinov against Alonzo Um, Was this fight rebooked? Or am I am I wrong for thinking that, or is it?
1: Uh, no, I think Sirkinov was. Um, did he have another I, fight book or
0: something? I thought he did, or wasn't this for like uh, what's it called that card in the summer? Am I am I wrong? Let me double check.
1: I, I I am mistaken for span maybe I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, he's supposed to fight Gamzatov. That was the guy he was supposed to fight Gamzat yeah, so that fight fell off and now he's fighting Lonzo Medifield and odds for this one 5 is 210 10 180 Sturkinov, so what do you think? Such a
1: difficult fight, dude. You know, uh, many people will say uh, fate Sturkinov, you know, but Sturkinov can still catch him with some crazy submission, you know. You know he did it before. Yeah. Although Medifield I think before Serkinov goes for submission, Manifield might have knocked him out already. You know what I mean? That's kind of the the the, the thing you have to think of. The what, what I think about. You know, if Manifield doesn't finish the fight by knockout early, I see Serkinov submitting him lately or later. Um, I'm still taking Manifield first round knockout. I think. I, th- I think that's the way to go. Either first round Manifield or later Serkinov. Uh, you know, and a decision. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I,
0: I think Manifield finishes him, man. I, I feel decent about him here, to be honest with you guys. Like, how do you trust Misha at this point? Like, the guy's just not the same. Manifield, I, I, obviously that guy he fought in the last fight was a joke, right? That fight is hilarious looking back on that uh, Asker, that fraud, the fraud Asker Maserati or Like, that kind yeah. of fraud. Um, But, man, I mean, like, that it was still an impressive performance. Like, overall, he's, he's looked, I know he's had some off nights in the UFC, but he's looked good overall. Whereas Misha, he has looked amazing at times, obviously. Like there's certain times, like the, the crew fight, for instance. You look at that, you're like, wow, this guy's talented. But all the finishes, Marcel and the tournament fight, span, all these fights, man. I, I don't trust him anymore. I think Medifield knocks him out. Medifield by knockout. We don't have the odds, but inside the distance is plus money. Again, that's the most likely scenario. Oh, only that- money. <laughs> I don't get it. Like so that the odds will change when DraftKings and, and like Caesars and all those big books get it. Probably have to lay a little juice on it, but I think he knocks him out. I feel decent about it. So, Yeah, that was the last fight with the Martinez. Like, I'm surprised it's that big plus money for that inside distance. Again, it'll change when the big books get it, guys. Remember that Like, smaller books open in than the big books. Well, I shouldn't say smaller. These are still big books, but you know what I mean. What's up, Hype? How's it going? Manifold Chinsome. I think so. first versus knockout. I think so. Ask her fight aged well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, all right. Let's go to the next one here. Oh, so the Magni fight also fell off the card, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Man, can you believe it, guys? This fight, this card lost a bunch of fights.
1: We only have four fights left, dude.
0: <laughs> Crazy. I know. That's Disco Dorvich against Jordan Wright. That's the next fight here. Uh, so this fight, obviously in the middleweight division, should be an exciting fight, I think. Disco is, you know, always in pretty good fights here. Minus 195 for him, plus 165 Jordan Wright. He's always in good fights. And I'll I'll start off on this one too. Uh, I don't I think this fight someone gets finished more so. I think that's a very fair thing to say. That's why it's uh, on the main card, probably. Right? That's why I think it's on the main card, because on paper, like, these guys, it's probably a loser leaves town, I would yeah. say, right? I'm gonna. I'm leaning towards Dusko, because I don't trust Jordan right at all, but Jordan can have those fights, like the picket fight, where he looks amazing, right? So it, it, this one is kind of a weird fight, in my opinion. It was also booked kind of late. I don't know like how much training these guys got, but my, my pick would be Dusko by TKO because I don't trust Wright's chain at all and I don't trust anything about him any, anymore. But at the same time, like he does have the power to catch Dusko. So kind of an iffy one from a betting perspective, but my pick is Dusko. Maybe the fight doesn't go the distance if, if odds are good in that. I don't see them right now, but that's something to keep in mind. What do you think, man?
1: Yeah, so we got Jordan Wright, an action fighter that's finished or getting finished, you know? Yeah. And Dusko Todorovic, which have been... A big letdown for me, in my opinion, since the Contender Series in the UFC. I always say to Stefan Struve, like, uh, yeah, your little brother is fighting again. So um, he's like, uh, watch what you're saying. But uh, you're for Ajax as well, so you're okay. <laughs> so um, I'm taking to Dorovic, man. I think he has more ways to fit to, to get the win here. I'm taking him via stoppage TKO first or second round.
0: Right. Yeah, that's what i think, too, man. So I think we're on the we're on the same path there. Um all right. Yeah, I don't see there's no odds for it yet, unfortunately, for the, the right fight, but it'll be it'll be a lot. Hey Juan, I see you minus five hundred. Maybe something it could be something big with that. I think it'll be decent, decently juiced. All right, next fight, Askar Askarov against Brandon Royval. Great fight here in the flyweight division. This one's on the main card. And odds of this one, Askarov minus two forty, Royval plus two hundred. I can't help but feel that's a little high in Askarov, man, just you know, because Royval's such a great fighter, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely picking here. I don't know where, where Marcel went, by the way. He's probably just dropped off for a sec guys. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I definitely have to pick Askarov because the guy is so solid and well rounded. Right. But I think Roy is great too. You know, um, so look, Askarov three and two in the UFC, obviously coming off that really close loss to Kyker care France, hard to take a lot away from that fight guys, but he did lose as a big favorite, which is totally scary. And now you have to back him again at big juice, but, uh, Morival, you know, he's looked great lately, but again, you know, he's had these fights where he hasn't been finished. Even in the last fight against Schnell, he got dropped early and then choked him out. It was kind of a weird finish in that fight. Um, and he's got that potential to choke anyone out, right? It's just Askarov is so solid, right, everywhere that he's never obviously been finished. He only has the, lo- the one loss. Um, but I just think Morival is really good, too, and obviously he has some advantages here, like the height, reach, southpaw, etc. So... Wouldn't completely shock me if he did pull it off. Still got to go with Askarov by decision though. Um, Rovell open at plus two thirty five. It's crazy. Yeah, I know that's a little high. all finishes or Askarov by decision. I, I agree with that actually. Uh, Marcel just lost connection. Just sent me a message, guys. So he'll be back in a second here. Um, until he comes back, if you guys have any questions, I'll take them for now. I'll take a couple questions here. We have we only have a couple fights left to talk about in this card. Uh, obviously. We had a bunch of fights drop off. We talked about Joe Anderson Brito earlier. Marcel was saying like he had said on Twitter or something that he has a fight book, but we don't know who it would be against. And then the other one was Dan Rodriguez and, and Neil Maggie. That fight's been pushed back until like next month. I want to say, I think it's been added to a card next month. So that's a great fight too. It's unfortunate that fights off the card. I was kind of leading Magni in that one guys, but there he is. Hey Marcel. I, I was just saying, I was just talking about this fight. Um, I'm picking Askarov by decision. Is that your pick as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think Askarov uh, is uh, overall better than Roy Vell. I think Roy Vell is still, uh, still in development, you know, although he's also uh, already a little bit older than many people think, you know, but uh, yeah, Askarov is, uh, I would take Askarov's decision.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. And I was saying the Magni fight um, with uh, Rodriguez. I was leading Magni in that fight. No, know it's been rebooked, but that was kind of my lead. Were, did you have any, you have any lead in that one?
1: I would think Rodriguez probably.
0: Yeah, I don't blame if him. I mean, I'm guys are good, right? Who should the Charles is that loser fight? That's a good question. I don't know. Like the loser of Gate or um Poirier and Chandler, maybe? Breed over Sean Sheainus. Yeah, I mean <laughs> poor Don. He's just being brought in to uh to get destroyed the poor guy. That last fight was that was not good. <laughs> I'll just say that. All right, let's get to the next fight here. co main event, Jonathan Martinez cup Swanson. Martinez minus one ninety five, Swanson plus one sixty-five. Okay, I'll start on this one too. Um this is the biggest, like like weird, like toughest fight to card, uh, toughest fight in the card to pick for me personally. Mm. Because I think it's kind of like a what the fuck fight. Like, what am I supposed to expect from Covet 135? Right? Yeah. That's the problem here. Like we have no idea. He's never fought, I don't think, at this weight class before. And now he's like really old. Um, he's thirty uh thirty-nine next next month, guys. And he's cutting down to one thirty-five for the first time. And the weird thing is, like, he's doing it off after an amazing fight against Darren Elkins, or an amazing knockout, right? Like, you don't see that a guy being that, that often. I guess he sees a path to the title shot. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like 135 is an even harder division right now. Then you fight Jonathan Martinez, the guy who's just really solid everywhere. This is just a hard fight for both guys, I think. I don't know, man. Like, this is a really hard one to call, Marcel. Honestly, I, I'm really struggling on this fight. I guess I want to hear your thoughts before I give my pick because I'm still kind of thinking about it. I really have no idea. I'm definitely not betting on this fight because I feel like it's hard to pick. So what do you think?
1: Yeah, it's super hard, man, this one. I feel like we don't know what cup has to offer at 135. At the same time, Martinez looks good, man. I know he got stopped by Davey Grant. The succumb loss has been way too long ago. was his debut, and uh, he got screwed in the Andre Ewell fight. So it's like he's on a pretty nice streak. He looks good. He looked good against Vince Morales in his last fight. Um... I feel like I have to go with Jonathan Martinez still, you know, although I really respect Cup and I think he can win the fight. But if I have to go with uh, my uh, mind pick, you know, I would go with Martinez. And I think it will be, I don't think he finishes him. As, as I think it's uh, going to be a close fight. But uh, I'm thinking Jonathan Martinez by unanimous decision, getting it done after three rounds.
0: This fight's so hard to pick. I'm gonna, I'm leaning toward. I guess I'll have to pick Martinez, too. He is the younger fighter, obviously, by 11 years. You guys know I usually pick the younger guy. I just don't know what to think of a Cub at 135. But I do think he's a live dog, right? W- would you be shocked if Cub knocked him out? Would you be shocked?
1: No, absolutely not. Like I said, man, Cubs still has the quality to win these kind of fights, you know? But we have to see how he does at 135. And the thing is, Martinez... Martinez is one of the underrated guys at 135, I think. You know, he's not ranked... Uh, not... not I don't think anybody will, will probably call him out right now, because Great. he's on a nice streak, you know, he's like for, for most ranked guys, he's like a high-risk, low-reward fight, you know, and also for unranked guys, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I take Martinez here, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cut wins. You know, it's it's a close fight, you know, and it's it's actually lots of respect to Cup as well. You know, he's, he's switching weight classes so late in his career and he's fighting actually a, a really talented guy. And we're still like, this can go either way. So, you know,
0: yeah, you're right. I agree with that. That's that's a good point. All right. I think, we'll, oh, let me look at the comments, guys. They're like, under, uh eh, maybe Cubs too. Martinez is too fast for a Cup. Probably. Me, Martinez, but it's too sketchy a to play. I completely agree with that. Yeah, I would be Martinez, but I don't know, guys. It's a weird fight. Like, it's better just to watch and learn on this one and see how good uh Cub looks at 135. All right, last fight here, main event. Alexa Grasso against Vivian Araujo. I, I mean, on this <laughs> card, it's probably the most meaningful fight, so I get it, but they couldn't have found a better main event for the UFC fight night. Come on. Minus 200, Grasso, plus 170, Araujo. You know, Marcel, very close fight here again. I, I think it's going to distance. Almost surely going to distance. Got to lean Grasso, I think, because obviously the age... You know she's shown significant improvements the last couple of fights. Um, at 125, looks better in this weight division, right? But Arujo is very underrated too. Uh, obviously, look, she look great in the UFC. Other than the the eye fight where I miss weight because I thought she beat Chukagin, she's you know ha- hasn't lost, so she's very good. But again, you know, Grasso has been like a top prospect for a while. It seems like she's breaking out of her shell. Gotta go Grasso by decision here. What do you think?
1: I think it's stupid matchmaking by the UFC, you know, because you you, you let two women fight who haven't fought Valentina yet, you know, uh, and you pretty much cancel one of the two to, to get to a title fight here. Um... I think we'll be a close fight. I really like our what I saw so far in the UFC, besides that Jessica I fight. Yep. I also think she won against Shukagian and didn't get the decision. Uh, Grosso has showed really improvements since she's been to Flyweight. Man. She's been undefeated at Flyweight, three wins, looked good against Macy Barber, and uh, she submitted Joanne Wood and it was I think it was her first submission ever in MMA. Um I slightly leaning towards Grasso, but I'm far from sure, dude. I think can go either way. I see split decision in this fight. I think lots of stand up. Both girls are very, very decent strikers, in my opinion. You know, so uh, yeah, I'm picking Grasso here, but I'm not sure. Far from sure, actually.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. We get some uh, comments here. Brady and Balaw have uh, could have been this card's bank. event. Does anyone really want Ball Muhammad fight for five rounds? I mean, I <laughs> you maybe Araujo, the underdog, she could win. Grasso by KO, uh, maybe? I, I'm leaning decision. you said decision too, right? That's what you said? Yeah, yeah, close. That's what decision. I think. I think it'll be a close kind of fight too. But Arjona uh, with the upset, maybe. She's good. Would, he, would, it, would it really be, a, yeah, she's
1: on the, but would it really be an upset? I think it's definitely. Yeah, close. I mean, the odds she's plus
0: 170, right? So it'd be an upset, you know? Yeah, it wouldn't be an upset for me. Fair opinion. enough. I, to me, you're right. It's, it's a competitive fight, but I do lean towards Grasso for sure. You know, so to me it would be a bit of an upset of Aruja one. I wouldn't be like shocked. I wouldn't like be like, oh my god, that's the upset of the century. I would never say that, <laughs> right? But but like I would be somewhat I wouldn't even say surprised. I just think it's like was the favorite here with a slight possibility of, of uh arizona winning that by decision. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> I thought you might have been talking about us saying we're sharp, but wasn't 100% sure. I guess you're talking about this comment from Marcus. Enjoying the show this morning. Excellent analysis breakdowns by Adam Marcel. Keep it good work. Appreciate it, man. It is pretty early for me. But uh, like I said, I want to get this podcast out of the way, guys, because it's uh, Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. So pretty busy right now uh, this weekend. Um, but there, again, a lot of football today. So I know you guys are going to watch that later. All right. So that's it for UFC Vegas 62. Uh, preview. I just wanted to get this one comment. <laughs> 8 Local. Did you watch the Blue Jays game yesterday? Oh, my God, I did. Dude, are you so Marcel? I don't know if you watch baseball or whatever, but the Jays like that's our team right from Toronto. And dude, we were up eight to one and lost the game ten to nine. I heard about it. How the fuck did that happen? That's just. I feel like because I play a lot of sports too, and one thing you can't do is you can't look ahead to the next game until you you've won the game. And I feel like they might have did that. You know, I feel like when they went up by that much, I think everyone was feeling that way. They're like, all right, we're going to the next game. It's kind of like there was this huge upset a few years ago. The Leafs were playing Boston Bruins. They were up, I think, three to one in the series, and ended up losing the series or something. Like, it felt the same way. Like we, we were just like, all right, we're going to the next round, but like, it's not like that, you know. Especially in baseball, like anything can happen, really, right? Like one bad relief appearance by one of our pitchers, like cost us the game. So, <sighs> is what it is. All right, um, I mean, go ahead. I had the same
1: I had the same thing with my team, dude. On on Tuesday, my team got. Uh lost six to one uh, home game I mean it was our biggest loss ever in european football I mean were it was so bad you know the coach didn't do his uh it was really like bad it was even you know I'm a huge fan of them but it was so bad that even I was sometimes I was laughing about like embarrassment how bad it was you know and sometimes right. so we kind of like uh we are both kind of in the, how do you say that, <laughs> in the butt here, that kind of stuff, but yeah, whatever, you know, it happens sometimes, right? But the, I heard it as well that you guys were leading 8-1, because uh, when yeah. the, I, I always watch the sport news on ESPN, it's the Dutch ESPN, and uh, the the anchor was saying like, um, they're the Blue, what's the Blue Jays? Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah they're leading 8-1. But it
0: not over. Anything can still happen. He said. Anything can that's happen. Right? Man. We, we know this, too. You know what I mean? that's the thing. We know this. It's sports, right? It's sports, Marcel. It's like it's like fighting, right? Like,
1: yeah.
0: Who's been in? I'll never forget that fight. Because honestly, Marcel, I was sitting in my bed, and I watched the sport for long enough to know that a fight's never over. But you think that the best pound for pound fighter in the world can survive one more minute? And no, anything right. can happen in this sport. Anything happened in sports? So I'm not surprised the Jays lost in general, guys. Like, I'm really not, but. The way they lost, being up, because I was looking at the live betting odds more so. The Mariners were plus two thousand in the live betting odds. So if you put a hundred, you would have won two thousand on them. Imagine you put like a grand on them, you would have won like twenty grand. Like to think they would have that comeback, but no one would have ever expected that. I don't think. Mm -hmm. Like I'd imagine that Mariners fans or people had money on them were just like, all right, we lost, and then they fucking won, dude. I can't even imagine. Like our our buddy Cole went down to the game, and he must have just felt awful because, you know, that's just a brutal loss. Just sucks the energy out of everyone. I'll a couple way, of comments I'll, here,
1: guys. Go ahead. I want to give a shout out to Cole. He had a great uh Yes, we gotta talk
0: about this. Uh, let's talk about it quickly with ourselves. So, he Cole broke a crazy story, guys, with the Fernand Lopez and Ali Abdelaziz. There's like a audio clip that Fernand sent him, and he exposed basically Al, uh, Ali for being a, a jerk. But also, like they're on the call, Ali basically says that he controls MMA fighting and that he tells them what to post and stuff. So there's just like big controversy now, and I know that uh, I, obviously I don't think they're thrilled about that the article got out there, but I don't think Cole did anything wrong because like he didn't like accuse them of anything. Fernand Lopez had the audio clip of Ali saying it. Yeah, Ali's the one who should be in trouble. You're not Cole or whoever. So I don't know any thoughts on this, Marcel, because it's pretty crazy, right? I saw
1: Damon Martin reply to it from MMA Fighting, and he's like, uh, "We put out an article. What are you talking about or something?" But it's like, um. Listen, guys, I'm not going to call any names. I'm not going to name a shame, but there are people who get stuff from Ali and, and use and Ali use them as a pawn in the industry and put things out that aren't actually been done or actually been happening. Like, for example, fight announcements, uh, certain stuff, you know, he feeds them to media and the media p- puts them out, but don't check it with the other side and then they put it out, and then it's like it's not done yet, but there's pressure on the other side, so they get used as a pawn. It happens, you know, and uh, I'm not going to say any names. You can fill in the blanks, but, um uh, yeah, what can you say? I mean, it's just a stupid situation, right? I mean, Slim is on a contract uh, with with, uh, with Fernando Lopez, with Aris. Uh yep. Goes to Ali. Ali signs him. It's also a big. Part uh, big wrong by Slim here. You know what I mean? He should have been uh, open about it to uh, to Fernand Lopez. And Fernand gets now now like uh, people got to hate on him because of the thing that happened with Francis and Gano and that kind of stuff. And that he's bad. Listen, man, I don't say he was right at all with the Francis and Gano stuff. I don't know for exactly what happened, but to blame it all on him is also a little bit much. I think. I think this yeah. there goes two ways, and I think if you want to blame somebody, you you got to look at both ways and gotta. Pretty much, try to be neutral in your uh, how do you say that in your uh, in your articles and in your tweets and whatever you're trying to do. I think cool did well. You know, he just showed um, he just showed how, how you have to do it, and he, he he was open this article. He even got the voice clip,
0: like Adam said. So what you want to have more, right? No, I agree. Cole Shelton ninety one, I believe, isn't it? I think that's it's, what it is.
1: If you get Cole Shelton on, you get him immediately, probably.
0: Yeah, definitely. I Cole, he's a good, he's a good guy. He's, he's a good friend of ours, and uh, like I think he did a good job with the story. You know, like yeah. I know Emily Fighting's not happy about it. though. I'll tell you that right now because obviously they got named in it, and Damon got outed right for being like in Ali's pocket, allegedly. Man, it, it would uh, suck if we were in that situation too. You know, I, I, But at the same time, like, you know, you can't also, put yourself in that situation, right? Adam and Cole actually did it
1: nice. I think he wrote MMA fighting. He didn't wrote Damon Martin, but you have to Ali said Damon it. Martin. Yeah.
0: leave the one who said that for sure. Like I Cole's in a tough spot here, right? Because he doesn't want to obviously upset other journalists. Like yeah. we don't want to do that. But there's a story here, right? It's a pretty big story, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, let get some comments about this, guys. Cause this was like this was a really good like uh report. The must have been hey, what's up, Glenn? There must have been blame focus and Ali ability's fighters by the media no doubt he plays the media piss him off he moves access I don't think that's yeah it's name one specific member surprising must be something there I don't think it surprised anyone that Ali you know has a lot of like he, he definitely has that ability to control the narrative somewhat because he can tell you like and we know like our friend James he's very open about this that he can't interview his guys right because it's... I don't really know what happened like he just pissed them like Ali's just pissed at him for some reason. I, Adam, I like I've talked to James. I don't think he' really gaming. Ali's just kind of like not the nicest guy, right? So it's it's so think. stupid,
1: you know as well. Because James has a huge platform, right? I know. It's And, cleaners and, cleaners. and yeah, and, and James is like one of the nicest people you 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 can talk to. I think you know because yeah. he is not he's not in it to lure you into something to get beef or to to uh, to instigate stuff. He's just interviewing. So. Yep. I, I don't understand that really, you know. And also, if I was, if I was uh, like managed by Ali and he was telling me, like, you don't go on that, I was like, dude, you're managing me. You don't, you don't tell me what I have to do or whatnot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I would say I'm going on. The, there are actually fighters from Ali who are going to Ariel or going to James if they wanted themselves, you know, they just say, I can decide it for myself. But I don't understand these guys who are like with the management and then saying like, now you have to go to my manager and if he doesn't want, it, I'm not doing it. It's like, dude, you can decide that shit for yourself. If you have like the money thing and that kind of stuff, and I would, go- I understand that, you know. But some some things you gotta. I mean, it, it more it hurts the fighters more than it does them benefit in my opinion. But hey, who am I?
0: Absolutely agree with that. We can see there's like a couple of carbets here heard Malki owns MBOB. No, I like Malki, though. Me and Malki are, are cool. But I, I like, for me, it was, I don't like interview guys anymore. So, like, I don't care about my relationship with these managers that much. But me now, and, Al- me, uh, me and Malki talk on Twitter sometimes. I have no issue with him. Hoping anyone pulls out so Shavkat can be an event. Um, yeah, that fight. Jeff Neal's fighting Shavkat, which is a great fight. What do you guys think? Uber- oh, yeah. You want to talk about this. Uber and Hari. How how good was this fight? Because I know it went uh, the distance, I believe. And Uber won the decision, right? Yeah, so the first round, uh, I think uh, Overeem was very pressuring uh, Harry,
1: but Harry landed a big shot on him, and he a little bit wobbled him, not a lot, but uh, Harry won the first round. Second round, I thought Overeem did a little bit better, uh, but they still gave it to Harry, uh, four out of five judges. So it was like 2018 going into the third round, and then Ali knocked him down twice. So he won that round, I think, 10-7, so he still won the fight. I think he deserved to win the fight um yeah what can you say about it you know Ari hasn't won since 2015 although he's a kickboxing legend to me you know i think he the the thing is he never won like the big k1 tournament which he should have i think but he didn't never became a glory champion um what can you say? He's a legend. He was saying like he's he's thinking about how uh, uh, say retiring. He wasn't sure yet, so we will see. And for Overeem, he's probably gonna fight Rico Verhoeven next year because Rico has that weird hit, hit show that he like organizing himself where he's gonna fight Hasdy Gerges next next month. But um, yeah, that's it. I think
0: Overeem will fight for the title next year against Verhoeven. There you go, from Marcel. You guys celebrate lost more than Gilbert Burns. Feels like he's in the world pre for not getting ball by concept. He hasn't fought since then. I mean, feel like he took quite a bit of damage in the fight, guys. I and mean, he hasn't fought since then, right? It was April. Thoughts of, That was six months ago. Crazy. The time goes by fucking fast, man. Thoughts of UFC creating a new weight class 220 for jail, jail to the weight class yeah, it's like 195, where they call that Franklin weight, I believe. Remember Rich Franklin or like yeah. Rumble weight? Well, Rumble weights like whatever you come in at. Um, <laughs> yeah, rumble weight. Yeah, Jelton's fighting. Who's his new opponent again? He's Max Christian. I want at 220. It's a catch weight. It's a tougher fight than Shamil. Yeah, it's a I think it's a harder fight too, right? Wouldn't you say? I know that this guy's not ranked, Christian, but he also got screwed again by the- Philippe Linz pulls out of so many fights. Like they should just cut that dude, man. He just pulls out of every fight. You guys think he used to do one pay-per-view a year with three title fights? I mean, it, their business malls do one a month. You know, I don't think we like it as fans because we have to pay for it, but, or you could, you know, there's fine. There's ways to not pay for it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Wish deal and Shabka was the main event. Yeah, Wonder Boy and Holland's a good fight to you. I think they just gave Holland like a bone basically because he did that fight on short notice, right? They're like, okay, we'll give you a main event. It's obviously more money for main events. You. So. Um.
1: I I got really angry, you know, with these bookings for the Apex shows, like Damir Ismagulov against Amon Sarukian in the Apex. Shovkat against uh, Neil in the Apex. Like, what are we doing, you know? And you you put some weird-ass fights, you put in front of the audience, like, nobody really wants to see those fights, you know, some of them. You know, so... It's just annoying to me. I can name some of them. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to disrespect these fighters. But there are some fights that we really don't need in front of an audience. We really don't need on the pay-per-view card. We really don't need on the Orlando card I or understand. whatever. you know. And then you put like, uh, the mirror against uh, Armand. You put that on an Apex card. It's
0: just stupid. I, know, agree. It's really I agree st- with that. I completely agree with that. vice will pull out and kind of cut him. I don't know. Probably. I, I don't mind cutting this guy. The guy's, it's uh, a... He was I agree with John too, by the way. That fight should have been for our fans, like you said. Go ahead. Well, he was injured. Samuel was injured. I'm tired of Shannon, personally. The guy's <laughs> always <Just hurt>. saying
1: <laughs> no, I know.
0: I think the biggest lose all the slim alleys and the nice guy. No, I don't know if Fernand Ali could play. strong arm Fernand Slim pays the most for it. It's true.
1: I, I, I want to reply to that because I think as a fighter, you have your own say and, and stuff as well, you know. And apparently if you are under contract with a manager, you cannot sign with another management. You know what I mean? And he did that. He 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 pretty much, I think, uh Mick Maynard asked, who is your manager? And he said, Ali. Well, well, Fernand still is his manager. It's just stupid. You know, right. if you want to step, if you want to go to another management, you still have to uh, handle your stuff to with, with that management you are first, before you sign with that other management. You know what I mean? So,
0: Yep. No, yeah, I, know I think saying. that's also to blame for Sliv there. No, I get it. That collision was crazy last night, Joe. Also, yeah, Joe, congrats, man. Your Phillies made it through. I thought Cardinals would win that one too. So, right now, one for two, my predictions for the series. Uh, got the Mets tonight, but it's hard to trust them to get away from the apex completely. Hopefully, but because it's better with fans. Wonder, Holland, long wonder are going to drop the gloves after the fight. Possibly, like, especially if Holland loses again. He might do that again. All right, we're going to end this show, guys. Really appreciate everyone joining in. We're going to start just a short podcast. If you guys want to tune members we going to do some fight announcements. It'll be a short one, like 15, 20 minutes. Um, Marcel, quickly plug yourself. Let's get out of here, and then we'll, we'll do the next show. Only Again, it's optional, guys. No preview, but we'll do some fight announcements. Go ahead, Marcel, plug yourself. Yeah, it's still bit. Marcel 24 on Twitter and Instagram. YourSport. The NL Mix Martial Arts section for the Dutch articles. And am Adam Martin on Twitter, podcast, and Uh Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it, guys. Bookies.com got my best bets coming out this week for this card, and then Uh, Miami News for some news. Uh, Next Monday will be at 5 p.m. Eastern again. We'll be back to normal next Monday, so that would be October 17th. 5 p.m. Eastern, we'll be uh, breaking down UFC 280 then. Someone asked about that. That's what we'll be doing for that card, so I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, guys, we'll see you later. If you want, you can join the second podcast today. We'll do some fight announcements, and, and that's about it. So appreciate everyone talking to us today in the chat. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.